Is retirement on your mind? Do you know where you'll want to live? There are so many choices around the world, and the clock is ticking. We're Mr. and Mrs. Rover, and we're on a journey to find our paradise. We'll be talking to retirees, real estate agents, and other professionals to help us get the inside scoop about their local area. So join us and find your paradise. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Retirement Rovers. I'm super excited for today's episode because we happen to be talking about a place that is very high on our list for places to retire. It it ticks a lot of our boxes. And it's not just any place, it's the Bahamas, which I am very excited about because it's really a lot of the things I'm looking for in retirement place, which is a slower pace of life, beautiful beaches, and really friendly people. Right. And we watch a show called Bahamas Life. You might watch it as well. And we're kind of obsessed. We record it and we watch it uh, whenever it's on. And there's a particular scene there that I just love. I guess they do a lot of filming at this particular beach. I don't know what island it's on, but they always show the couple walking hand in hand you know the beach I'm talking about, I right? Do. And it's it's like crystal clear water. It looks like a swimming pool. There are two bodies of water sort of coming towards each other. It's very shallow, like ankle deep. And they're just walking through this water, talking about the house that they want to buy. And I'm so jealous. It's a beach unlike really anyone that I've personally been to. So yes, it's something we kind of visualize when we start thinking about retirement. So what I want to know is a little bit more about the real estate market in uh, Bahamas. Right. And one of the things that we've gotten from Bahamas Life is it feels like it's affordable and within our range. Uh, We watch a lot of these shows and we see the homes And it seems like you can get a pretty decent home for an affordable price because some places are just way out of our range. We're we're definitely not rich. Our budget is not enormous um, as we would like, of course. And so we are trying to retire somewhat on a budget. And the Bahamas seem to be a place that we might be able to live pretty nicely. Which I had no idea. I mean, before we started looking at the Bahamas life... um, Bahamas, you know, th- those are the places that you see the rich and famous have their islands in the Bahamas, and you think millions and millions of dollars that it would take to retire. And um, what we started seeing is that there were some affordable options. Right. I mean, it's not as inexpensive as a place like Merida, Mexico or Malaga, Spain, but it's definitely not out of reach either. So that's the whole point. And one thing I really like about it is that it's so close to the U.S. You know, that's one of my concerns is leaving friends and family. We have a son. We don't want to be too far away from him, uh, especially if we ever have grandchildren. And I know that's probably a concern of a lot of you folks out there listening. And so the Bahamas are a really short hop from Miami. I think it's a 30-minute plane ride, give or take. Something like that, yeah. Close enough, though. So we're really excited about talking to Keith Aubrey today from Darville Wong Realty. He's based in Nassau. That is on New Providence Island, which is right next to Paradise Island, uh, connected via a bridge. 
And you all might be familiar with Paradise Island because it's got the big Atlantis resort so and lots of activities. So we'll be talking to Keith. We're very excited to hear what he has to say. So without further ado, let's, let's meet Keith. Good morning, guys, and thank you for having me. No problem. I'd love to start out by you telling us a little bit about yourself and, and how long you've been in the NASA area. Okay. Well, again, my name is Keith Albury. Um, I'm a native Bahamian. Been here all my life. Grew up here all my life. I did four years of school in uh, Miami, Florida. Um, came back home, worked in banking for close to 30 years. Um, the last bank I was with was RBC, or Royal Bank of Canada. And uh, my major concentration with them was mortgage finance. So I felt there was a good transition to go into the real estate field after that, uh, which I've been doing for a couple of years and recently joined Dava Wong Realty um, in January of this year, right before COVID. And um, it's been a great transition for me. And um, I'm 51 years old, married, two kids, one 24, uh, one nine. So big disparity. <laughs> so kid finishing up college and one in elementary school. That's great. We're actually very similar in age. I'm 50. My husband's a little older than that. So we're probably in the same boat that we're starting to think of retirement. So I know you can probably relate. Correct. Definitely. So Keith, can you tell us a little bit about the islands or the areas that you focus on? Okay. Well, I live in Nassau, New Providence. Uh, Everybody knows it as Nassau, but New Providence is actually the island. Nassau is the capital city. Um, we are connected to Paradise Island by two bridges, one that takes you over, one that brings you back. Um, so that is the main market in the Bahamas. While with real estate, we have many islands. We actually have over 700 islands in the Bahamas, um, about 28 to 29 that are inhabited. And then we have a lot of keys. So um, speaking about real estate, you know, if you're in that income bracket where you can afford to buy an island, you do have islands for sale. <laughs> so That's good to know. Yeah, so we do have that. And we have a lot of famous people who have islands here, like Johnny Depp, uh, Tyler Perry, just to name a few. With the Exuma Keys, um, a lot of high-income people like that seclusiveness where you only can access the islands usually by seaplane or by boat. So the main Exuma Island called Great Exuma does have an airport, an international airport, but to get to a lot of the other keys surrounding, you have to go by boat or by seaplane. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the story with the pigs. No. Oh, uh, actually, I have. You have. I remember <laughs> okay. we saw a Bahamas Life. There's a show that we watch all the time, Bahamas Life. And we saw one episode where they went to an island and the pigs were swimming in oh. the water. Remember that? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's actually in Exuma. So you, you've had uh, somebody who actually stumbled on this business by accident. They just happened to have their pigs on the little island and they started swimming in the water and boats started coming to visit. He decided to turn it into a business. And, you know, after you had people like Oprah Winfrey and Beyonce come there to, to do this and experience this, it, it's just taken off and 
we probably have about 10 companies now that offer that excursion. And it's more to it than just swimming with the pigs, but it's an excursion that's a, it's a full day. Um, average price is about $399, but it includes all food and drinks and your travel by, usually by speedboat to the island. And you spend the whole day there. That sounds fun. Yeah. I, I would love to do that one day. <laughs> yes, it's, 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 a, uh, it's a different experience you won't get anywhere else in the world. Nice. So, Keith, uh, you had mentioned, and I, I had no idea there were that many islands as part of the Bahamas. Um, you had mentioned hundreds of islands that are part of it, but you focus on New Providence and Parada- Paradise Island. If we were to come down there and we were to sit down and have a drink and, you know, we were debating between different islands, tell us a little bit about why you think New Providence Island or Paradise Island would be a good spot for us. Well, it it depends on how much access you want to the current amenities of the world. So Nassau and Paradise Island will be your best bet if you want quick access to to stuff or to the U.S. Um, Nassau is roughly about 180 miles from Miami. So um, quick access and more technology-wise, Nassau and Paradise Island would be your best bets. The other islands, not that they don't have things like running water or electricity or cable, um, they're just very, very much more laid back. Um, so if you're looking for still the speed and the rush of everything and getting everything like on a now-now basis, Nassau and Paradise Island is your best bet. But if you want that laid back, you know, let me just enjoy life, sit on the beach, have a cocktail and don't worry about anything, don't worry about noise, don't worry about traffic, then many other islands are uh, your choice. And, and when you're taking people around, are there certain areas within the island that, that you know people prefer? I mean, I'm not sure you get a lot of people who say, I want to have an ocean view, I want to be on the ocean, or I want more of a suburban feel, or I want to be near the bars. I'm just curious if you kind of break it down, what are those kind of key areas within New Providence or Paradise Island that you think are kind of quote unquote the hot spots? Yeah, well, with Paradise Island, you're going to be close to the beach, the bars, to shops, to anything. Um, Paradise Island is only three miles long. Um, the major hotel that's there is actually the Atlantis Resort. So um, you have access to all their restaurants and bars, the casino, uh, all of that stuff. Um, there's many marinas on Paradise Island and New Providence. So, you know, you live in Nassau, most people want a boat. So you can just hop in a boat and go island hopping. So that's one of the things that you can do, you know, whether you reside here or you visit. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is... Um, with Nassau, Nassau is actually only 21 by 7. So it's even though it's the capital and the majority of the people in the Bahamas live in Nassau, it's still not that big. So it might take you an hour to drive around the whole island, depending on traffic. Um, we have about probably 300,000 people in Nassau and Paradise Island combined, when the population of the Bahamas is probably about 450,000. So the majority of the people do live in Nassau, and it's the main business hub for the Bahamas as well. So offshore banking, local banking, most of the um, 
insurance companies, the head offices for most of these companies, law firms, the big business district is located in Nassau. That is good to know. And for me, I had that completely backwards. I thought, I, I didn't realize that Paradise Island was such a uh, hub for activity and nightlife. So that's very interesting for me to know. Uh, the next thing actually that makes, that I think of uh, when I'm thinking about the two islands are the types of homes that people can get uh, in different price ranges. So when I think about some of the price ranges, I think the $250,000 price range and under, 500000 and under, and then five, 500000 to a million. I'd love to just know in those three price ranges, what types of homes? Can you get a, a ocean view at 250000 Do you have to go up to 500000 Those types of things. Okay, yeah. Price range um, for two fifty. I doubt you're going to find anything with an ocean view. Cable Beach area will be um, probably the most popular area if you're looking for something in the 350 range. You're not going to find anything from 250,000. You're probably looking at starting at about 350,000. Um, Cable Beach is in the western area of New Providence, where the Bahama Resort is located, which is our newest mega resort. Um, they're still developing. They're actually building a $300 million uh, water theme park at that hotel. Oh, cool. What you would also find with the Atlantis Resort and the Bahama Resort, you can actually purchase a residence in those hotels. They probably start in the area of about 400000 and up. All again, depending on what amenities you want, what size you want, um, how modern you want um, that, that particular condo that you want to purchase. Um, Another development we have in the Cable Beach area that's um, probably about a year away from opening is the residences at Goldwind. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Goldwind Group. No. Okay, Paul Wynn is the major developer in that. Um, that is about a $125 million boutique hotel that they're building on the Cable Beach beach. Um, it's going to be a boutique hotel it's going to be separated in a hotel and in residences. Those start at five hundred thousand up to five million. So again, depending on your income bracket and what you want, one of the benefits they do offer is that um, you can rent out your place and they will actually manage it for you with a seventy thirty split between you and the hotel. That is really interesting. Yeah, I had no, I had no idea that uh, some of the hotels were doing that nowadays. Yeah, so it's it's a new thing. Um, the additional thing with that, and then we actually have another development that's coming on stream uh, on Paradise Island. That's called the Hurricane Home Marina. Um, now those residents, those residences start at seven hundred and fifty thousand and did you say they actually called the? Development Hurricane something? Hurricane Hole. That's Hurricane actually the name Hole. of the marina as it is right now, yes. <laughs> that, that's that's a, ironic. So, yeah. Yes. Um, that's what it's been called for years, so I guess they didn't want to change the name. Um, so they stuck with it. Um, but it's going to be a, a, a massive development. They've, they've completed the two um, retail spaces already. That's going to be shops and offices and then condo at the top and then they're going to do some condo buildings and expand the marina 
and put all these uh, wonderful restaurants and bars there as well. And that's going to be on Party's Island as well. So the thing I'm thinking about with a, a place in a hotel or resort like that would be monthly fees or dues that you'd have to pay. Are, are there monthly fees? Are they very expensive? Um, there are going to be uh, monthly fees. And again, they range based on the value of the, um, the condo that you purchase. Um, with Goldwyn, I think their focus is going to be more on you renting your place out when you're not there, if you're not living there full time. Um, again, they will manage it and they will just take a 30% split from that you make from the rental. So you would get 70% of the profit. They would get 30%. So if, if Evelyn and I were to come down and, um, we just weren't sure condo versus home, uh, I'm sure you've had other clients that also debate that. Um, tell us a little bit about what you see as the pros and cons of, doing a condo versus a home? Well, of course, the the one con of the condo is the maintenance fees. <laughs> they can range up to be pretty high, depending on, again, where it is that you buy. They can go from $200 a month to $1,500 a month, again, depending on you know where it is. Um, of course, the $1,500 a month would be something in a more high-income area where you're looking at probably a million-dollar condo, uh, at least that type of thing. Uh, something that might have a boat slip with it as well that comes with the condo or home. Uh, we do have a, a popular area, too, called Sandy Port, for example. You can find condos in there from, say, 300000 to homes up to $2 million. Uh, a lot of them come with a boat slip or a marina. They have entertainment in there as well, too. But their maintenance fees tend to be on the higher end. But usually that includes all your security, your maintenance, your insurance on your home, um, everything. So basically, you only worry about, you know, if you have to pay a mortgage or if you and your, your utility bills. That's pretty much it. They take care of all the maintenance and everything else. Um, as far as what I would prefer... I would probably, with me personally, I, I want space and privacy. So while a condo, you're in your condo, but, you know, do you want to have a yard? Do you want to um, have, you know, just access for yourself and your family? That's one of the things you would have to consider. Um, ocean views are available with homes. You know, all you have to do really is we're not a hilly um, place, so... It's a reference to a home I recently sold, uh, for example. Um, I had a client from Switzerland. He bought his retirement home here. Um, he spent about a million dollars for it. And it's in the eastern end of New Providence. And um, it's a home on a hill. Now, the way the home is built is it's facing the north side of the island, which is towards Paradise Island. But because he's on a hill, when he walks outside to his patio, he has the ocean view and the other islands that are around there. And that's what he wanted. He, he didn't demand to be on the ocean, but he wanted to be able to see it. So, you know, something like that, that's on an acre and a half of land, um, an older home, but very um, kept up, very nice. And um, he felt that was his retirement home. So. You know, he's, uh, he purchased a home earlier this year, and um, he's looking to move here at the end of the year. 
Ooh, I'm jealous. <laughs> that sounds so nice. You know, one thing I'm curious about is, are furnished properties common? Yes, yes, they're very common. Um, you can, and you can always negotiate, you know, if, if you like the furniture. And, and that's even locally if with uh, homeowners here. Um, again, it doesn't have to be that place on the beach or that place on Paradise Island. You can look to purchase a regular home in a regular area. Um, like even, in, for example, like I mentioned Cable Beach before, which is a nice area. A lot of non-residents or what we call expats, people who are not born in the Bahamas, but who live here now, or at least live here most of the year. Um, they tend to buy in the Cable Beach area or very much west which is the more newly developed side of the island. And they buy homes and um, they have people manage the homes or they do Airbnbs, that type of thing. So even when they're not here, they're still making money um, from the home. So you can buy it in a nice neighborhood. We have a lot of gated communities. And the maintenance fees in a lot of these gated communities might only be like 100 bucks a month. That's not bad. You know, and that's just for the security of being in a gated community. I mean, of course, you still have to maintain your home yourself and arrange for all of that. Um, I do manage properties as well, too. So for my gentleman who bought from Switzerland, I'm actually managing the home for him until he gets here. You know, it's just keeping the regular upkeep and cleaning and that type of stuff, making sure everything's, uh, you know, working fine until he gets here in December. So I'm curious, um, with that client as the example, um, do you find that most people purchase a second home that's sort of a vacation property, or are they usually buying a home that they plan to retire and move to, like this gentleman? Um, it's probably a good mixture of both, 50-50. Um, I guess it all depends on where you live, how close you live to the Bahamas. Um, you know, with with this gentleman, he chose us as his retirement um home. Um, what he did is he actually traveled around different places in the Caribbean and Central and South America before coming here. And when he came here, he just fell in love with the place, the amenities um, NASA offered and with being so close to the U.S. That was a plus for him as well, too. Um, the property values here hold very well or are actually increasing. Um, so it's a great investment. Um, usually you won't have a problem selling your home if you decide to, to sell and purchase something else or to sell and you know move back where you came from, um, you know, anything like that. But the that was one of the major issues he had. And out of all the places he went, uh, he felt this was the, the best investment for him. Got it. And, and um, Keith, I know you mentioned that you're – You've got a lot of experience in the mortgage industry. Um, tell me a little bit about when people come and they buy these million-dollar homes, and you know if they need a mortgage. Tell me a little bit about how you know the laws work and and everything in the Bahamas. Is it easy for someone to get a a, a mortgage? Do the laws allow people to purchase and own properties? Um, I know that's a question a little that I have and a lot of other of our listeners would have as well. Yeah. So um, to get a permanent residence, you have to spend um, 750,000 or more. However, that's not a requirement. Um, you can purchase a much more affordable home 
whatever price range, you just have to then apply for what they call a homeowner certificate. That's renewed every year. Um, but it is possible to get it without having to become a resident of the Bahamas. So you can use it as a vacation home. You can use it to reside here most of the year or, um, you know, or rent it out as you want. Whatever you want to do with it, it's, it's very flexible here. The government actually, you know, welcomes it because it brings income into the country and allows the Bahamian people to actually make money. Um, but it's... Um, the financing is available through local banks and what we call some offshore banks, uh, banks that are, their head office might be based in another country like the U.S. or Canada, um, where they offer financing to non-residents. Um, basically, you have to provide your tax returns for three years, a credit report, and proof of your assets. Usual injection required for that is 30%. So you're looking at a 30% down payment as well as your closing costs and all that to qualify for that type of financing. Got it. That's interesting because, of course, in the U.S., um, the typical what people usually target for the down payment is 20%. So that's really interesting to know that uh, it's higher in the Bahamas. People need to take that into account. Yes. And like I said, the financing is done in U.S. dollars. So the same type of rates you guys may be getting right now. I mean, mortgage rates are the lowest I've seen them ever. <laughs> so this, this is a, a great time to do financing. Um, the only requirement is that your injection is a little bit more than the norm. And that's mainly because, um, you know, they, they're looking at, at it as an investment for you, not where your permanent residence is always going to be. So they require you just to inject a little more cash. And then as far as the assisting you with getting your permanent residence or your homeowner certificate, um, connecting you with local attorneys that are really good, that's something that I also offer as well, too. So with my same client from Switzerland, I was actually able to do all of that for him under one umbrella. Now, there are some additional costs as far as getting your permanent residence, of course, paying your attorney and this and that, but everything's negotiable. And um, you'll find that most local businesses and people are willing to negotiate you know, for your business because they're looking at a client that they're going to have for life um, that they're going to get a great investment from and in coming to the Bahamas. So. That's interesting. The you know Keith, um, with your experience, um, I am curious also, um, are there special programs for retirees specifically or does this tend to be for anyone coming to the island? Um, now, when you say programs, you mean as far as... Sometimes I've seen where um, you'll have programs that are specific, you, know, you need this amount of capital, and then for people who are retiring um, or are over age 65. So a special retirement visa. No special retirement visa. That still will just go back on the permanent residence or homeowner certificate, which one you choose. Mm -hmm. Um, the permanent residence will mean you're basically going to spend you know, the rest of your life here, or at least the majority, I'd say at least nine months out of the year, you're going to be here. Um, but um, it's, that's, it's basically those two. And then the homeowner certificate is you also can spend the same amount of time or be here for good. It's just that you're not spending that $750,000 budget <laughs> um, to purchase the property. 
Now we do have a few developments as well too that um, once you buy in there, they automatically you automatically get that permanent residence. Um, you pay no property taxes. There's a few benefits like that. Goldwyn, for example, and Hurricane Hole are one of those developments that offer that. Well, funny that you mentioned Hurricane Hole. It is. <laughs> it's a question that is on my mind as far as hurricanes. We know that the Bahamas uh, get hurricanes every now and again. What what would what should we look for in a home or condo regarding hurricanes and and it being built to to specific hurricane standards? Well, our building code is very strong. So any building that's done here has to meet our Ministry of Works building code. So uh, just to give you an idea, when Hurricane Andrew hit Florida, they actually adopted a lot of our building codes after after that. Um, so our building codes here are very strong. I mean, Hurricane Dorian last year that hit Abaco and Grand Bahama, that was a once-in-a-lifetime storm. Hopefully we never see that again. Um, you know, you had winds up to 225 miles an hour and storm surge up to 30 feet. I don't know many buildings that are going to survive that for a long period of time. But the benefit of, and this is why a lot of people choose Nassau and as Island as well, you tend to be lucky with storms. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way to put it. But, and, you know, if, if you did a history lesson, you would see that from hundreds of years ago, Nassau was the island everybody came to. It's because it's kind of in a cove. So we have bigger islands all around us. That kind of They take the blunt of the storm. So by the time the hurricane gets to Nassau, it's diminished quite a bit. So we really don't get that big, bad storm. Um, like, you know, Dorian went north of us, but um, Hurricane Matthew a few years ago did some damage here, but not nothing that bad. And that was with, I think, about 30 miles an hour that um, came directly to Nassau. The eye actually passed over Nassau. I mean, we had some flooding, some storm surge a little bit, but nothing that would discourage you from living here. And most of the homes are, you know, they build them up as well too, to make sure if there's a, little, if there's a flooding issue, that doesn't happen. And then, like I said, our building codes are, are very strong. Um, the main building system we use here is the, the steel reinforced concrete block system. So um, they're, they're able to withstand very, very high winds. And again, like I said, the main three stages of construction here uh, have to be inspected by a Ministry of Works to make sure you're up to code or they won't pass you to continue the construction. So they're very strict with that to make sure that you are building a home that can withstand hurricanes. And one other note is, you know, you have hurricane-proof windows now. A lot of people put in their homes. Um, some people still use storm shutters that you can put up. So, you know, it would be your choice of what you want to do. Or you even have the roll-down shutters now that are electrical that you can just roll down and cover your windows, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's really up to you. Um, a lot of people I know building newer homes tend to use the hurricane-proof windows. And... That's good to know. Uh, I'm curious 
Um, as we kind of wrap up um, today's podcast, I am curious a little bit about, you know, you've gotten a lot of experience with bringing, uh, you know, when people come to the Bahamas and showing them um, the island and showing them properties. Um, is there anything else that you think people are surprised about? Um, whether it's, you know, I don't know, anything from the bugs uh, or critters that are uh, running around <laughs> or, um, you know, certain laws or anything else. I'm just curious what, when you talk to people, what are some of the maybe top three things that people are most surprised about when they come to the Bahamas? The cost of living is a little high compared to you guys. Um, we don't pay an income tax from our salaries. So we do have a, a sales tax that's actually called value-added tax, or VAT for short. That's 12%. Um, so if you go to the grocery store, on top of what you buy, there are some stuff that are exempted. You're going to pay a sales tax. Um, again, we don't pay income tax. So again, the cost of living here is a little bit higher than I would say definitely in the U.S. As far as like going to the grocery store, for example, a gallon of milk here would might probably would cost you six or seven bucks. So that that's a little a few things to that's one thing to remember. Sorry, alcohol is cheaper if you go to the liquor store. <laughs> hey, there's a plus. <laughs> that's a big plus. We should so, we should have started yeah. out this conversation with that. Yeah. So beer is more expensive, but alcohol is cheaper. I have no idea why, but that's the way it's always been. Um, what else? I would say um, the friendliness of the people here. Um, I mean, we have crime just like anywhere else in the world. You know, you just do your due diligence and, you know, don't do stupid things. But it's still a pretty safe country. Um, I mean, even though you might see some things on the news. But, of course, you have crime everywhere. Um, but uh, people are very nice, very friendly, and that's one of the, the things that we're most proud of. You know, we, if you're walking down the street here and you look at someone and someone looks at you, the most response you're probably going to get is, hi, how you doing? Or good morning, how are you? And, you know, that type of thing. So the friendliness of our people goes a long way and um, with our tourism. And tourism is our number one industry, so, you know, that's the way we've grown up, and that's the way we've always been. So we welcome visitors. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, you have a lot of foreigners come here who move here and live here. You know, do you despise that? No, we don't. They help our economy. You know, without tourism, you know, where would we be? And um, if you did, a, uh, we offer a course here locally called the Bahama Host Course that um, when you go into the tourism industry, that's something the government requires you to do. And you learn about the history of the country going back to Columbus time and you would find out that people have been coming here for hundreds of years um, mainly for uh, our location to the U.S., which is a benefit. If you look at the rest of the Caribbean, um, everybody else is probably a couple hours away. We're a half-hour flight to Florida you know, or a boat ride. You know, and um, you know, our tourism industry is our biggest industry. While it's hurting right now, um, you know, once everything gets back to normal, hopefully <laughs> very soon, um, we're a big tourist destination, and a lot of that has to do with the friendliness of That sounds really fantastic. I know for us, being close to the U.S. is a plus. 
Uh, a lot of a lot of folks from the U.S. Uh, Bahamas is a great location, or the Bahamas are a great location, because they don't have to be too far from their friends and family. It's a it's a quick flight. It's a quick boat ride, like you said. So, Keith, I I so appreciate you taking the time today to speak with us. And one last question: If anyone listening to this podcast wants to reach out and speak with you about uh, Bahamas real estate, how can they contact you? Well, they can call me or text me at one two four two five two five nine one six six, or they can email me at Keith K E I T H at Darvillewall dot com. That's D A R V I L L E W O N G dot com. So you can send me an email or send me a text or give me a call, and uh, I'll be glad to help. And like I mentioned, um, if you need financing, I can help you with that. With your legal um, work, I can help you with that. So I try to cover all aspects that basically what I like to call a one-stop shop. So once you come to me for your real estate, I can help you get everything else uh, put together and packaged for you. And so you don't have to be running all over the place looking for a lawyer here, dealing with the permanent residents this way, all that type of thing. I try to offer everything in one package and make sure that you know you get the best service that's possible. Wow, that was a really great conversation with Keith. I know I really enjoyed it because Bahamas are so high on our list. They really have been like since we've been watching the Bahamas life and we think about where would we want to retire that has the beautiful beaches and is somewhat affordable for our budget the Bahamas definitely ticks those boxes and who knew that you could actually buy a condo within a hotel resort I didn't know that actually it kind of sounds good I'm thinking maid service or room service late at night I like that idea hmm well, you know what? I'd love to explore that. And maybe I think Keith said Cable Beach is another popular area for expats. So as soon as we can travel to the Bahamas, Keith, we're calling you. Definitely. So I think we're at the end of the time that we have for today. So we are Mr. and Mrs. Rover. And thank you so much for joining us today on our journey to find our paradise.